Alright guys, welcome back to another episode of Sparky Talks here on the podcast. We have another episode for you in our ASU Hoop Spotlight Series. This is the last one in this series that me and Caleb are going to be talking about in this finale episode. We are talking all about the recruits that ASU has coming in. And of course, alongside me, I do have my good buddy Caleb with me. Caleb, how are you doing today? Uh, doing great. That's good to hear. All right, man, you ready for this episode? Oh, yeah. All right, let's get down to it. All right, so I'm going to break down for you guys all the recruits that ASU has coming in for next year. So far, we have five recruits. Now, we do have an option for a sixth to come in at some point. But um, I, I am saying with pretty good certainty that this is going to be our group of guys that we have coming in. So firsthand, we have Jalen Graham. He is a 6'10 forward from Phoenix. He is um, coming right out of high school, so he's, he's going to be a freshman next year, and he's a three-star uh, guy, so could add a little bit of length to the floor, as we have talked in previous episodes. is something we might need for us next year. Next up, we have Caleb Christopher. He is a six-foot combo guard from California, only a two-star. Um, however, there is a little um, asterisk here. His brother is a uh, five-star 2020 guard, so a guy that's coming in two years from now. So I have a feeling they're recruiting this guy for his brother. We'll talk about that later. But um, yeah, so his brother is a uh, pretty um, well-respected and nationally looked at uh, guard. So maybe, maybe that's why they're recruiting this guy. But next up we have Jalen House. He is a six foot one point guard from Scottsdale, a four star guard. And uh, if that name sounds familiar, that's because this is the son of ASU great Eddie House, who played for the Devils a couple decades ago. This is, this is his son. So he's coming to the Devils as well, pretty cool. And then finally, we got two more guys, Alonzo Verge. He is a six foot three shooting guard from Chicago. He is a, a Juco transfer. So he will have two years of eligibility with us. And he is the nation's third-ranked JUCO prospect in the nation overall for all positions. So pretty well-respected guy. Should uh, be able to make a pretty good splash for us in the next two years. And then finally, we have Andre Allen, a six-foot-nine forward from Western Arizona uh, Community College in Yuma. He was a three-star in high school, but again, another JUCO transfer here and a guy that I believe will be able to start, or excuse me, not start, but get some playing time there behind Romello White. Again, add a little bit of size to that roster, which is something that the Devils are in need. Um, as for kind of national ranks here, we are now 25th in the nation for this recruiting class and fifth in the Pac-12. So, you know, you take that as, as it were. And so with that all being said, Caleb, um, who are you most excited about uh, for next year? I'm definitely most excited about Jalen House. Um, just, uh, I mean, I, I, I've seen a bit. Of, I've seen him play a little bit, and then you know, looking at his numbers and just also the fact that he's Eddie House's son is pretty cool. But uh, I think he's one that can make a pretty quick impact. I mean, the guy can he can score the ball. He uh, has a huge impact on the defensive end, uh, especially for a backcourt player. That's pretty impressive and. So I, I really look forward to watching Jalen House play and uh, see what kind of impact that he can have uh, as a freshman. Yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah, that's a definitely guy. Um, kind of cool that we got like some family blood coming in um, from a from an ASU great. But um, I'm kind of most excited to see this Andre Allen guy. You know, I haven't seen much footage on him, but um, we do need that size behind Romello White. And you know, I was pretty disappointed with Daquan Lake last year. You know, not given uh, Romello White, uh, you know, enough time to be able to rest. You know, it, it just kind of fell flat there. And you know, this is another kind of JUCO transfer. Daquan Lake was a JUCO transfer. This guy's got, you know, some. You know, he's played at the college level now, and you know, I've. Uh, heard a couple interviews of his and you know it seems like a guy that's you know pretty determined he started playing basketball a little bit later didn't take it too seriously until later years in high school which was why he ended up going to a, a community college first but you know a guy that's a little bit older and you know has had a little bit of experience at this at this level guy that I think could come in and you know maybe make an impact there right away which kind of leads me into my next question Caleb for you which is uh, who can make the biggest impact right away here next year out of these five guys? Um, I want to say Jalen House, uh, but I actually think Jalen Graham is a guy that can uh, actually play some good minutes next year. Um, he's a really good shot blocker in high school. He's a pretty athletic guy. Um, I don't know how much he'll be able to contribute on the offensive end, but I, I I do see him as someone that could uh, make a pretty good impact defensively uh, off the bench uh, if he's able to earn his way into the rotation. So I, I am, I'm actually very much looking forward to Jalen Graham and seeing uh, the impact that he has. I think that he can actually help this team a lot if he can contribute right away. Yeah, I would. I definitely agree. Yeah, you know, um, and we'll talk about this here in a little bit of who we might see redshirt and stuff. And yeah, I think... You know, I think Jalen House will make an impact. You know, there right behind Remy, I think he's a good backup point guard. You know, I'm, I'm kind of excited to see what Alonzo Verge can bring to the table. You know, being the nation's third-ranked overall JUCO prospect is pretty awesome. And, you know, there is a little bit of a spot for him to play next year. You know, we don't have much depth behind Rob Edwards at that shooting guard position. And I think, yeah, I think behind him, he, he might be able to learn a little bit from Rob and, yeah, you never know out of a, a guy like that. I think he's kind of the X factor out of these five that I don't really know very much about him, but am really excited to see what kind of impact he can make next year. Yeah, it'll be interesting to kind of see how it shakes up between uh, Verge and uh, Caleb Christopher to kind of see, because I feel like they're going to be competing each other for minutes off the bench. Uh, I feel like they'll be it'll be kind of a competition between those two because I, I, I see Jalen House as the for sure backup point guard, and um, I, I see those guys trying to fight uh, each other into the rotation. So I, I really uh, am interested to see how those guys, uh, you know, turn out, uh, see how they play this year. Yeah, and I think you, you kind of brought it up there. Yeah, uh, Christopher and Verge, they're both kind of gunning for that same kind of two-guard spot. And, yeah, I mean, there's kind of probably – Whoever loses out is probably not going to get very many minutes, and the other guy's going to get a, a pretty decent look at next year. And so, yeah, I think it, it'll be interesting this offseason who kind of steps up and, and takes over that backup role behind Edwards. And yeah, I, I guess we'll see. Next next question I got for you, Caleb. Here is a this is kind of a fun one, but who's got the best chance, you know, looking years years from now of hanging their name up in the rafters someday? Are we going to see two houses up there? 
I think we are going to see two houses up there. I mean, oh the guy the guy was a star like uh, his entire high school career. Basically, he was a star, and I don't see that stopping uh, at the next level. I mean, he's uh, he, he seems to have the confidence. Uh, he's got the game. He's got he's got a good jumper. He's got pretty much everything that you would want from a young guy coming in. And I, I think the biggest thing is just the confidence. He knows that he is the son of a guy who was great at Arizona State and uh, went on to have a decent NBA career. So I I see Jalen House as a guy that uh, he, he could have a great career here. Um, I, 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 I see him as the most likely to have a great career here out of all these guys. Yeah, definitely. Couldn't agree more with you on that one. And I think he's coming in at a good time. You know, Remy's, he, he's a junior now, only got two years left. So it's a good chance for him to see a, a pretty good point guard, see what he does, and, you know, maybe even pick up on a, a couple of his flaws and, you know, maybe even make Remy a, a better point guard this year in the next couple of years as well. And and then, you know, once Remy leaves, you know, he'll be able to take that helm and you never know what, what he'll do with it. And it'd be pretty cool to, to see up there. You know, we got Harden up there and we got Eddie House, and then you can see Jalen House there too. That'd be that'd be pretty cool. Maybe 20 years down the line, we'll get Jalen House's son too. This will just be a revolving door of talent coming in from that from that family. Yeah, I think what's what's so exciting is the. Uh, I feel like there's actually pretty good backcourt depth this year because I mean we know that Remy and Rob are you know our point guard, shooting guard, like uh, right there. But then off the bench. Jalen House is pretty much for sure backup point guard. Then you got Verge and Christopher who will be competing for minutes. And uh, I, I, I kind of like the competition in the backcourt that they have. And I think it'll help uh, all these guys uh, make a uh, make decent improvements this year is the competition in the backcourt for minutes. Uh, but that's something really exciting to look at. It's just the fact that there are a lot of guys that look like they can contribute. And there's only so many minutes to go around. I think it can only make everyone better. Yeah, that's not something we've got to kind of talk about with ASU, like, ever, was, like, we have too many people on the roster, which is something I want to talk about in a little bit when we go over kind of overall roster for next year. Is I was kind of looking at this, and I was trying to kind of, like, cut out, like, all right, like, who's going to, like, maybe redshirt or, like, transfer and, and stuff because there's just, there's just too many guys. I mean, that's, it's a good problem to have. It's, like, who's going to end up playing because, again, the five that you put out there and the – the three, four uh, that you go deep on the bench, those guys are going to be, you know, they're going to, the, as the saying goes, the, the cream is always going to go to the top. And, yeah, I mean, the, the competition breeds excellence, and so that's definitely what we kind of have uh, this, this offseason. And next question I got for you, Caleb, is uh, out of these guys, who might transfer? You know, we just got two of our European guys that transferred this year, which is – kind of opened up to why this recruiting class is a little bit larger than what it might have been. So out of these guys, who has the most likely chance of transferring somewhere else? Uh, that's a really good question. Because um, there are a couple, but I feel like the JUCO transfers are guys that probably wouldn't transfer elsewhere. Right, they just uh, don't have enough time left. Yeah, and I mean, I, I guess the most likely would probably be uh, probably Jalen Graham if things just don't pan out right away. Um, but I, I and and that's like uh, Jalen Graham if let's say um, Andre Allen is playing over him, or you know maybe another mm -hmm. recruit comes in a year later that 
uh, seems like he'll take his minutes because I don't see Jalen House transferring uh, elsewhere. I, I don't really see that happening. And the Juco transfers, I, I see them sticking around. Typically, Juco transfers um, don't really bounce around a lot. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I see uh, Jalen Graham as the most likely. Yeah, you know, I can see that. I kind of think Caleb Christopher doesn't really have a spot on this roster. You know, he's only six foot. You know, he's not a big guy. He's playing that two spot, and I don't know. Like, especially, I mean, this is talking way down the line here, but especially if his brother um, kind of goes ahead and, and commits here and comes and plays, that's he would be competing there. I just don't see him kind of fitting in here and I think he's kind of the odd one out. I, I'd say he goes somewhere a little bit smaller, maybe not a, a Power 5 conference, but, you know, somewhere else. And I don't know. Like, I, I'm definitely glad that he's on board, which is going to help us with recruiting his brother here next year. But, again, down the line, I honestly don't know if I'll see him, you know, staying all four years. But I guess we'll see. I mean, that is a good point. I mean, he's a combo guard, but he is six feet tall. I mean, you'd prefer that he's playing at the one as opposed to playing at the two, um, at at six feet. So, uh, and you know, that's kind of where we have the most depth right now. We got Remy and then Jalen house coming in. Um, so yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a good point. He, he, he's probably, I I think Jalen Graham, uh, is the most likely, but I'd put him up there. Also Caleb Christopher up there also is, uh, you know, there's a decent chance. Uh, I, I, I'd like to think all of them will stay, but, um, you know, someone always leaves. Yeah, especially in this day and age with, I know the Pac-12 just came out and said, like, if you transfer to another Pac-12 school, you don't have to sit out a year. And just with this whole transfer portal thing going on, and yeah, I mean, this is just the kind of day and age it is. You you just go where you can play. So if you're not going to see the minutes, you know, might as well go somewhere that you can play. But, um, you know, it's good and bad. It is what it is. Let's move on here and talk about the next segment here we got for you guys sitting at home and talking about the returning roster and where these recruits kind of fit in. So again, as a review for you guys at home, at point guard, we have Remy Martin. Shooting guard, we have Rob Edwards. Uh, At small forward, we have Kamani Lawrence. Uh, Another kind of forward position, we have Tayshawn Cherry. And then kind of the the power forward, center, hybrid position, whatever you want to call it. Romello White is there at the five spot. Coming off the bench, we have most likely Mickey Mitchell and Elias Valtanen, uh, barring any significant changes this offseason. So that's seven guys. You got five incoming. You never play with 12. You rarely ever see anybody play with 10. I'm thinking nine is kind of the sweet spot. And, you know, looking at the roster, Caleb, where do you see – What's uh what what are you feeling here? Um well yeah, I think the starting five is pretty much locked in as is. Um uh, the only way I see that changing is if they decide to play a bigger lineup and have uh uh eventually either Andre Allen or Jalen Graham start over Tayson Deshaun Cherry, but I don't really see that happening. Uh um 
I especially don't see with Jalen Graham. He's he's not a very good shooter, so it wouldn't help their spacing at all. But um, I see Jalen Graham kind of filling in for uh, Daquan Lake, uh, kind of taking that role on. I think he can actually play it better than Daquan Lake did, but just playing as that big off the bench who can you know block some shots, uh, uh, score a bit in the paint, at, at least finish a layup here or there. Um, so I see him being a solid rotational player. Jalen House definitely locked up uh, mm -hmm. as the backup point guard. Uh, I think Mitchell is guaranteed to get minutes. And uh, uh, Valtanen and uh, Verge and Christopher and uh, Andre Aller are kind of the guys that I don't know who will end up emerging uh, from that group uh, as definitely getting minutes. Between the four of them, I think only two of them play. Uh, our, our rotational players next year, like two max, uh, may just be one of them that gets consistent rotational minutes. So, um, yeah, I don't really know. It, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how that uh, how, how that looks at the start of the season, how the rotation looks. But I'm not really sure. The only guys that I am like pretty confident on getting minutes, uh, as far as these new recruits go, are Jalen House and Jalen Graham. Uh, and yeah, the other guys, I'm just, I'm not so sure. Yeah, you know, and yeah, I think it, it's pretty far out that we, it's hard to predict everything here. You know, I'm banking on Elias Felton and showing us something that just wasn't there last year. But if he plays around the same way that he did last year, he, I guarantee he's not going to see any minutes this year. And so I think that kind of opens up maybe something for like an, like an Alonzo Verge to kind of come in, you know, guy that's in the third year in college, again, has some experience playing. It's, and, you know, something on this roster that we, you know, we're not super young anymore, which is nice. But again, experience is always good. I can see Caleb Christopher taking the year off here and just redshirting and just kind of gaining some experience um, on the bench. Um, so that only, you know, that leaves four spots. You know, I see definitely Jalen House um, subbing in for Remy Martin. Finally, we have a kind of roster with two point guards um, instead of whenever Remy's not on the floor. You know, somebody else who kind of can take the ball up the floor but doesn't really know how to run the offense. So that'll be – I'm really excited to see that. Finally, two guys that'll be able to really run that one guard position really well. And, yeah, you know, I, I'm – again, I haven't seen much footage on Andre Allen, but I have heard that – he had pretty good stats at Western AZ. And again, is, you know, Juco guys, they come in with, I've said this, I, I feel like a broken record at this point, but a guy that has some experience and, you know, might be able to play when a guy like Jalen Graham might be just a, a little bit too green coming right out of high school and, you know, might be a little bit, you know, just not ready for that next level. And so I, I think he could, you know, kind of fill in behind Romella White. It'll be interesting to see out of those two big guys who kind of gets that second spot. But, yeah, I mean, looking at roster needs, again, we need a backup point guard. We kind of fill that with house. Front court depth is something that we kind of fill in with this recruiting class, which is good. And, and again, shooting guard, I feel like, is another position we could kind of grow some depth at, and we kind of get that too. And I think we kind of – I think the, the coaching staff did a good job they went out and got guys that we kind of need. We didn't just like, you know, overload on guards or, you know, do whatever the Suns have been doing for the past five years. And I think we kind of fill holes that needed to be filled. No, yeah, I, I think so too. Um, 
I, I would definitely agree with that. I think they filled out their needs pretty well and added depth where they needed depth, where they've been lacking in depth. Um, and I wouldn't say that, and there's not necessarily a logjam at any positions. I mean, there's going to be competition for certain positions, but, you know, it's not like they've got, like, three great point guards and then no other really good guards. Or it, it, I think they've got two really good uh, point guards. I think they've got a few shooting guards or, uh, you know, shooting combo guards that can compete for minutes. Um, I think our front court fills out pretty well. We know that Romello's a lock, and then we brought in two other bigs who can compete and maybe both play minutes, maybe just one plays minutes. I think both have a shot. Um, so, yeah, I, I think overall they, uh, they, they did a really good job uh, putting their team together, um, putting this team together. Yeah. And so kind of looking forward to next year, now that we've kind of locked up our roster, what are your feelings on next year? Are you excited? Are you concerned? Uh, you confident? What are you feeling over there? Yeah, I'm in the phase right now where it's more excitement than concern. Um, the, honestly, I, I, I don't really have too many concerns other than uh, my biggest concerns would just be that someone like uh, Tayshawn Cherry doesn't really take any step forward. I think that would hurt the team. I think he needs to take a step forward this uh, this summer. Or if uh, you know guys like Kamani kind of crawl back into their shell by the start of the season. But I at, at this point I'm more hopeful and excited than I am concerned. I, I I'm so excited for that backcourt. Um, uh, I think Jalen House and Remy Martin. Are, are gonna make for a really exciting uh, uh, pair. I mean, I, I can see them playing on the court together at points in time because House is such a good shooter. I think he can play off the ball at times when they need to, and they can have a dual threat at at uh, you know of ball handlers on the court. I'm just I'm really excited to see that. Yeah, I am too. And you kind of said it. I am definitely more excited than I am concerned. My kind of biggest thing that I am concerned about is just that this recruiting class ranked against other Pac-12 teams, like 25th in the nation definitely isn't bad. And, and I do have confidence in this coaching staff that, you know, they'll be able to take that 25th ranking and make it better throughout the years, that these guys are going to take strides over other teams' recruiting classes as the years go on. But that, that fifth in the Pac-12, that, that kind of scares me a little bit. I know Arizona, ha you know, that – that 1,000-pound weight hasn't hit Sean Miller in the head yet. It's still hanging over him. I don't know when someone's going to cut the rope on that and finally put him out for good. But he still has the number one recruiting class coming in. USC, I think, has the third um, recruiting class coming in. Don't quote me on that, but I know it's top five. Washington has studs coming in. Oregon's supposed to be really good. I, you know, it's I want, I want ASU to compete in the Pac-12, and the Pac-12 is going to be heck of a lot stronger next year than it was this year but you know again we, we kind of lost two of our our leaders last year and you know I do like this recruiting class I do believe it could have been better but again it is what it is yeah that's my only concern is just that you're kind of falling in that kind of middle-ish mediocre part of the Pac-12 in, in rankings and in rankings aren't everything it's comes it always comes down to how you play on the court but, yeah, I mean, that's just a, a big concern that I have at this point in time before the season. 
Yeah, no, that's a good point. I mean, because I, I actually th- is, see a possibility of Arizona State being better this season than they were uh, this previous season. Um, but at the same time, U of A looks like they'll be much better uh, barring any, uh, I don't know, FBI raids. <laughs> um, and then Washington, uh, I mean, you had already a great team. Um, I think they're losing a couple good guys, though. But still, they're bringing in some uh, really solid recruiting class along with Oregon. Um, and there's going to be another Pac-12 team that will emerge as another like contender in the Pac-12, at least a contender for the Pac-12 title, I think. I think someone takes a jump next year, whether it's uh, Stanford or USC or uh, I I don't know. I I just see someone else emerging as a competitive team in the Pac-12 that was uh, probably more mediocre last season. I see some other team making a big jump. So that's that's a concerning part, but I do see Arizona State uh, as having a pretty balanced uh, roster at this point where... I could see them being a lot better this year, uh, this upcoming season, than they were previously. Yeah, and this kind of leads me to my last point that I want to make here is this kind of recruiting class kind of shows that this coaching staff is definitely moving this team in the, in the right direction. It's becoming much more of a, a traditional basketball team. You know, you got you know your your traditional positions that people play you're not playing three or four guards at a time anymore you got the big men you know it's it's not something you kind of glue together with just athletes that are that kind of show good stuff on the court but don't really gel well together which is what we've kind of seen in the in the past with ASU and yeah I I definitely like where this team is going from year to year it it, yes it the graph could be skyrocketing faster than what it is and I know some fans are unhappy with just the the lack of kind of I don't want to say success but just overall skyrocketing of this program with Bobby Hurley and stuff but you know you guys have to be patient and this shows that he's this coaching staff is moving this team in the the right direction and that years to come it's it's going to be good and you know this kind of sets up again I mean this is a nationally ranked class this is you know sets up for recruits in the future that hey ASU is a basketball school and I want to go play for Bobby Hurley there so you know take it as it is it's not the best it probably could have been maybe a little bit better but again this point in time we got some excitement Caleb it's all you could really ask for yeah I mean uh, Rome wasn't built in a day (laughs) and so if we want to see Arizona State as a you know powerhouse team in the country it's not going to happen overnight. I mean, Arizona State's never necessarily been a powerhouse team. Um, so, it, obviously, it's not going to come right away. There's uh, there's, there's going to be a building period. And I, I think the fact that they've been competitive the last uh, couple of years has been really uh, hopeful going forward. We see that they can be competitive when games uh, make bids for the tournament. And... Uh, so I think going forward, fans should be more hopeful uh, than pessimistic. I mean, if we were missing out on the tournament every year, I could see us uh, being down in the dumps. But I think there's steady improvement. And uh, as long as that keeps going and uh, maybe some other stuff shakes up uh, down south at U of A, that would make uh, Arizona State for sure the most attractive destination uh, as far as Arizona schools go. Um 
because uh, that that is one thing. There's kind of a bidding war uh, between Arizona State and U of A uh, when it comes to in-state recruiting, and a lot of solid in-state guys go to play at U of A, and I think uh, the tide will start to turn a little bit when those guys start to pick uh, the Devils over the Wildcats. Yeah, I think I think once it happens, I think that that small wave is going to turn into a tidal wave really quickly, and. You know, this is very true. Good things come to those that rate, uh, wait, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. All right, guys. Well, we're going to go ahead and end this episode there. Thank you so much for listening to our last episode here on ASU Hoops Spotlight Series. That is going to go ahead and, and close the chapter for us on the basketball season months after the last uh, uh, point was made for the Devils. So thank you all for for listening again. And Caleb, this has been awesome. We are now going to turn at some point to football now that we are less than 100 days till kickoff against Kent State. So pretty exciting stuff here. And uh, so again, please subscribe if you haven't already. And follow us on Twitter and Instagram at, uh, at Sparky underscore Talks so that you can always find out when our episodes come out right away. Caleb, this was a fun one, man. Thanks for joining, as always. Yeah, yeah, it was great. And, uh, yeah, thanks, guys, for tuning in. I am really excited to get started on uh, covering football. It is uh, it is coming up pretty quick. Um, but, yeah, uh, th- uh, thanks for tuning in, and uh, we'll talk to you guys later. Forks up. Yeah, AGR, go ahead and take us out.